existent at all. The world will know that free men stood against a tyrant, that few stood against many. And before this battle was over, that even a god king can bleed. Hey guys, it's Pete, and this is going to be a long one. So before I give you the rundown on everything that I've got coming up, let's talk about the Starting Strength Network, where you can view the video versions of these podcasts, as well as get exclusive access to Q&As, an exclusive members-only forum, and other content that is only available if you're part of the Starting Strength Network. Head over to network.startingstrength.com. So let's talk seminars. Next one coming up, all of them in Wichita Falls, but this one is in August 13th through the 15th with some spots left, then October 15th through the 17th, and then December 10th through the 12th to round out 2021. For training camps coming up, we do have two self-sufficient lifter camps on the list, July 10th with a few spots left, and then September 11th, both of those in Wichita Falls, both of those covering the squat, the press, the deadlift, how to film yourself, and how to diagnose your own technique. We do have a new pulling camp on the list. That's a deadlift and power clean camp in Moodus, Connecticut at Anino Strength and Conditioning on July 31st. Then we have two squat and deadlift camps on the list, July 17th at Starting Strength Oklahoma City, which just opened, and then August 29th in Austin, Texas at Starting Strength Austin. And then our first ever Olympic lifting camp covering the snatch as well as the clean and jerk. That'll be on September 18th in Denver. Rip's running that one with Nick, and it'll be a hoot. Lots of meets on the list. You can check it out at strongstrength.com. We have our classic Olympic lifting meet coming up on July 24th with a few spots left still. And then September 12th, 5x3 Training is holding their 10th annual Charm City Strongwoman Contest. This is a charity event to raise money for the Almond House, which is a home away from home for folks that are going through cancer treatment. Starting Strength Gyms are looking for talent in the way of coaches. So if you're interested in becoming a coach and want to learn more, head over to startingstrengthgyms.com and check out the coaching tab so you can learn how to become part of that pipeline. And then I was continuing to talk to Ray about our aforementioned matching tattoo scheme. Ray seemed to want to come up with something that was Florida related. And I said, okay. He said, how about an outline of Florida? And I said, how about two manatees beating Hitler to death? So it's still up in the air and we'll see what happens. Anyways, for more information on anything that I've talked about, head over to starringstrength.com and check out the right-hand side of the homepage. From the Asgard Company Studios in beautiful Wichita Falls, Texas, from the finest mind in the modern fitness industry, the one true voice in the strength and conditioning profession, the most important podcast on the internet. Ladies and gentlemen, starting Strength Radio. Welcome back to Starting Strength Radio. It is Friday. And as a result, we, you and I, and you and I, and, and Rusty, and Rusty and you, and all of your friends and family, are going to talk about horror movies today. Now, this is the second in our little installment about movies and uh the first one we did science fiction did that get anybody say anything positive about that yeah we got a lot of good comments on that was our third most watched podcast on the uh, u screen that's pretty good well yep. that's not bad it's not bad at all not bad so uh maybe this one will get better yeah i don't know you think people like horror movies or you think people like science fiction movies i just think better? people just like movies 
I think people like all movies. Yeah. I don't have a favorite genre. Horror is not what you'd call my favorite genre because there's so much shit that gets called horror, you know. Yeah. That and, and they're not and pleasant to watch sometimes. Not pleasant to watch and uh and they're stupid, you know. A lot of times the slasher movies are just fucking stupid. You know, they sneak up behind you and chop your head off kind yeah. of thing and that's the element of of the whole damn movie. <clears throat> like Halloween, classic shitty. They all get goofy. It's just stupid, you know. But there are uh some some excellent examples of filmmaking in uh, in the horror genre, and we're going to talk about those today. First, <clears throat> what did, what is a horror movie? What do you think a horror movie is? Well, I think any movie that's designed for the sole purpose of scaring you would be a horror movie. Well, not just scaring you, but making you uh, uneasy, revolted, or disgusted. Yeah, yeah, you know. Uneasy, you know, atmospheric movies. Yeah, just things that just make you feel fucked up and weird as a result of having watched them. Uh, Supernatural aspects, but that's you know, not 100% that's not, needed. Not not necessarily needed. I mean, you got a crazy... Per- I mean, there's nothing supernatural about Halloween. Yeah, yeah right? right. But that was a classic slasher movie. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, just, I, I just don't find those to be worth the time to watch i want there to be some supernatural shit going on for for a horror movie to be good or you know something more interesting yeah this guy wants to kill you and look there he killed again Mm -hmm. you know i'm just it's not of any interest to me uh halloween's the worst one i can think of that actually did uh well at the box but there's several series like that? Did you see any of the Saw movies? I'm I never liked the Saw movies, but I just don't like torture um, porn. I, think I don't I like saw it. One of them, and I was just not impressed with yeah. it, so I never. The saw Scream any ones were really popular. Scream. I remember when Scream Which came one out. were those about? I remember the just name. Just a slasher, like yeah. guy with the ghost mask running around. <clears throat> I enjoy a good slasher, but yeah, I enjoy a good yeah. slasher film. But uh, that's yeah. I just enjoy it because it's it's you can turn your brain off and just watch it. Right. I don't know. I don't even remember the Scream movies. I remember that I saw one. I remember oh, that mask, good. you know. Yeah, they weren't very good. Mm. And, uh, you know, a lot of the of the genre is, operates at about that same level. Mm-hmm. It's just not that interesting to me. Yeah. So uh, we have uh, picked out seven or eight movies today to discuss. And... Uh, And this was uh, the first one we're going to talk about was not even there was no question about uh, which one was the best one ever made as far as uh, all of us were concerned. And uh, that would be The Exorcist. Yeah. The Exorcist is the horror equivalent of 2001 A Space Odyssey was made a long time ago and it hasn't been even approximately approached since it was made um, <clears throat> exorcist was a there was a you know there are there are a subclass of of these horror movies that uh, uh, take advantage of Christian mythology 
as a significant plot device and the exorcist i don't know if it was the first one but it was certainly the the best execution of that yeah by uh, far by far yeah by, by far. far the thing was just uh you know when that thing came out back in 1973 um it was released in a few theaters around the country as a little test release and there was some question about the rating they got it down to an r and there's still stuff. And there's a whole bunch yep. of people that were pissed off that that was not an X-rated movie yeah. just it, because of the crazy level of insanity that was. And there's stuff was, on the you know, cutting room floor that that we'll we'll never see. That I'm quite sure. Yeah. But um, so th- the one that we have in mind is is called the. Uh, What's it called? The director's, director's cut, cut. The version you've never seen, or something yeah, like that. It's cut. out on DVD. And uh, there's some extra stuff added to it, several important scenes. Uh, I think that the director's cut came out, what, about 20 years ago in theaters? um, Yeah, 2000, 2002, something like that. And I think it was re-released in theaters. Mm -hmm. And uh, isn't that when, Nick, isn't that when you saw it the first time? Uh, The second time. I saw it when I was little, (laughs) believe it or not, but... But yeah, I hadn't seen it for a long time. The, the last time I saw it was in the theater for that re-release. I, thought, I saw it in the theater, if I remember correctly, the first time when it appeared in theaters. Oh, I bet that back was in '73. Real I cool. Would have been a junior in high school. Yeah, I bet that was real cool. And everybody had heard about it, you know, and everybody had to go see the damn. My mom, you know? my mom snuck out of the house to go see it because my yeah. uh, grandparents were very, very Christian people, and they said absolutely not, absolutely not. And then she had nightmares for like weeks. I'm telling you, this thing was. Uh, the thing is, it is singularly disturbing. Now. Most people watching this podcast today have seen this movie because you're not going to sit here and watch a a podcast about horror movies having never seen The Exorcist. Yeah. That's just not going to happen. And if you haven't, you should just stop the podcast, (coughs) go watch it, then come back because we're going to be talking about it. The the visual experience of this movie is... uh, uh, it's like nothing that has ever been filmed in this genre. It has quite a bit in common with a Kubrick film mm-hmm. in terms of the editing and the presentation and the photography. Special and effects. Special effects. It is the highest quality horror movie that's ever been filmed. And I mean, I can't say this enough. Nothing even comes close to it. We'll be talking about a couple that have approached it in our discussion today. But uh, the uh, <laughs> this thing. All right. So this is not going to come as a surprise to you. We we pre-record this. It's not actually Friday. What's today? Tuesday. I watched this thing this morning. I've watched several of these movies this weekend in preparation for this podcast, and I got up this morning. Um, my back was hurting, couldn't sleep, and I knew I had to watch The Exorcist. So I got up this morning and watched The Exorcist. And, I mean, this is a movie I've watched, 
you know, over the years, 10 or 12 times. You know, I saw it in 73, the original theatrical release, and I've owned copies of it on VHS and DVD and Blu-ray. And um, I watched this thing this morning, and I'm telling you, the effect was the same. I had the hair stood up on my arms seven or eight times this morning while I was watching this incredibly fucked up movie. I have never seen a more it's one of the, fucked up thing in my life. It's it, one of those movies that it's so disturbing it's, every time you watch it. It's like the first time you watched it because you forget about how disturbing right. it is. You yeah. forget the emotions that exactly. you're feeling while you're watching this damn You're seeing thing. this 12-year-old girl acting her ass off oh. doing really fucked up stunts. And uh, it's, it's pretty incredible how she uh, how they got her to do that I, stuff. Yeah, this this uh, the performance of Linda Blair mm-hmm. was. I mean, you know, and they there was a, they had a whole bunch of trouble casting this movie. Yeah, Friedkin, William Friedkin was the director of the movie, and you look up Friedkin, and you're going to see that he's directed a bunch of other movies, none of which you'll have remembered. Yeah. You know, this thing was a singular accomplishment of this guy. And uh, is it Friedkin or Blatty? Friedkin. Blatty wrote the novel. Oh, okay. And the novel, The Exorcist, was mm-hmm. a best selling novel. Yeah. Okay. And it came out, what, 70, 71. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Friedkin approached the guy about doing the, about doing the movie. Mm-hmm. And uh, Blatty produced the movie. Okay. Wrote the screenplay for it, produced the movie. Mm hmm. So he he was intimately involved with the development of the script, and uh, which is probably why it was so so good. Is one of the yeah one of the reasons because of the, the guy's vision stayed true to the know, book, true to the book the whole time, and it was. Uh, uh, in fact, I've I've uh, I've tried to read the book, and you're just watching the movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're just watching the movie. There's not really if you've seen the movie a couple of times, you're not going to be interested in reading the book. Because the screenplay is the book, mm-hmm. and it was uh, apparently trouble for them to cast. Everybody wanted to be in this damn thing. Was well, they they uh, auditioned what six hundred girls to do uh, Regan's part? I I don't know how they ever found one. They auditioned a whole bunch of people for for the for the part of uh, Regan's mother, mm-hmm. Chris McNeil. Uh, they wanted um, Jack Nicholson to play uh, Jason Miller or um, Father Karras. Father Karras. They wanted Jack Nicholson, but he was way too insane looking for them to. <laughs> well, and they and and Jason Miller, the guy that ended up playing mm-hmm. uh, Father Karras, was uh, nobody had heard of the guy before. Yeah. He was a playwright. Mm-hmm. He'd never been in a movie, and I cannot imagine. Anybody having seen this thing, I can't imagine anybody, anybody else, else in that, that part. Role. Yeah, yeah. Well, it was it was perfect for the guy. Mm-hmm. He played the perfect skeptic. Yeah. Until he actually saw some supernatural shit, and you could see in his face that he's like, "Wow." Yeah. My he, turns out my faith is real because right. this is insane. And then Max von Sydow, mm-hmm. uh, who plays an old man mm-hmm. in his seventies in this movie, was forty one. Or 44, I can't remember. He was in his early 40s at the time this thing was made, and they had a did a pretty good job on on his makeup. But as Rusty and I had observed 
a few minutes ago. When have you ever seen Max on Cedo in a role and he didn't look like an old man? Yeah, I was talking about uh, Seven Seal, and he's, he's in his twenties. He's in his twenties, and he still looks, looks like, like an, an old man. An old man. So it's uh, uh, the the opening sequence of this film takes place in Iraq mm-hmm. at an archaeological dig in Mosul, and I mean, it was filmed on location in Mosul. Yeah. Back in 1973, and uh, it was, uh, it sets the tone of the movie. And, you know, it took me a, two or three or four times watching this movie to understand the significance of that first sequence. Yes. That here we are being introduced to the demon Pazuzu. Mm-hmm. And, uh, on Cedo's, you, you just have to watch him. You just have to watch him through this sequence very carefully and watch the man uh, as an actor going through the real the realization of wh- why am I seeing this demon suddenly? Well, the why the, what is why is this thing approaching the, the, why uh, am I finding all of this stuff the, the implication was that he's actually battled this demon when he was a younger that's, man that's that's what they want you to and to, then the prequel Dominion he's recognizes yeah, the demon exactly and and that demon is wanting another go at him right and the uh, because he had done and uh, you know you find out later in the movie he'd performed an exorcism before mm-hmm. I guess the assumption we're supposed to draw is that 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 was the demon that he had he had fought previously had fought previously. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, uh, and then the scene where the where he is moved back to the United States, and uh, the guy runs up the hill and gives him the note mm-hmm. that Father Karras wants him or the the church wants him to do an, an exorcism, and he just he just it's a it's a Okay. Well, yeah. When he, <laughs> yeah. <There's> the, <laughs> well, well, and that, that was that's a, the period on the end of the sentence. Yeah, and, and it was amazing. And that's the thing. Whenever he was leaving Iraq, when he's talking to the curator, he just says, "I have to go do something." He didn't know what he needed right. to do, but he knew he was going to yeah, end up did. going and fighting right. something. Yes, that's right. He did say that to the yep. the museum curator. Mm-hmm. There's so something I, I have to do. Yeah. So I grew. I from St. Louis went to Catholic and Jesuit schools. So mm-hmm. the. Uh, the 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 backstory is that there's, this is based on a thing that happened in the 40s, late 40s, early 50s in Maryland and St. Louis. So I, growing up, I remember hearing the stories, especially in high school, from the mm-hmm. old Jesuit priests about you know they knew the guy who did the exorcism and stuff like that. But anyway, the there's a, a book called Possessed, which is based on the the diaries, mm-hmm. and then you can also read the 27 page diary from these from these priests, and you know whatever. But it's it's, it's Watch the movie, read the diaries. The shit is really interesting. What it, was it? Um, the Exorcism of Emily Rose. It, it got real popular to try and do um, movies on these exorcisms that were supposedly real exorcisms. Yeah. So, if you look at the uh, the commentary uh, by Friedkin with uh, that, that's available on this Blu-ray set. Uh, I watched that all the way through with Friedkin uh, in his commentary in one of my viewings of this thing 
several years ago, and it became obvious listening to him talk. Friedkin, and I'm convinced this is the reason this film is of the quality it is, Friedkin believed he was making a documentary. Friedkin talked about exorcism in a way that led you to believe that he's not he's not making a horror movie as if it was a 100% factual this thing. is a this is the way these things go mm-hmm. this is what happens in an exorcism yeah. this is what happens in demonic possession and apparently blatty what was the what's the situation blatty wrote this thing based on something that that he had heard about in uh, well, the in, exorcism in St. Louis. In St. Louis. Yeah, in St. Louis in the 40s. In 1949 to 52, I was a, a, a boy. Started in Maryland, and then they moved him to St. Louis. <laughs> and that that house in St. Louis, people have bought it and sold it and shit, and it's like people go and do weird shit there and stuff. Really, it's, it's, a, it's a big thing in St. Louis. There's a lot of Catholics right. in St. Louis. Yeah, right. It's a Catholic church on every corner mm-hmm. in the city. Well... It's uh, this shows up in the film in a, in interesting ways. The visually, this movie has been edited so carefully that uh, and the use of hard, quick edits that that involve the the soundtrack and uh, like a train is moving by at high speed and then the shot just switches with no fade. To the next frame, and it's quiet, mm-hmm. and that happens all throughout the movie. And it was it's a, it's a it 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 puts you ill at ease. Yeah, yeah. It builds it builds up the suspense, and then right. it cuts it off, right. and you don't know what to do with that suspense. And you know, and his use of the uh, little cut in shots of the demon position. Yeah, yeah. The, the the subliminal hidden yeah stuff in the background. It's not really subliminal if you can stick, you know. Friedkin t- said, mm-hmm. "If you can see it, it's not subliminal." Yeah, yeah. And he fixed them all up so you could see them. Mm-hmm. So it's not. Uh, uh, oh, what did they used to call that? Uh, I can't. There was a term everybody was using for it back then to describe it, but it was. Uh, it was not a. Uh, according to him, he wanted you to to perceive that face yeah, in yeah. the background mm-hmm. and. Mm-hmm. And it was uh, he shows you that several times in different places mm-hmm. throughout the movie. But the the way the thing is is edited and the the photography in this thing is absolutely gorgeous, and uh, it, it's just a uh, it's a it's a great film from the standpoint of, of of the the direction and the editing and all that other stuff. But it's. But back to the casting here. The, the casting of this thing was uh, was interesting in that the medical consultants uh, that that they used in the during the period of time during which they were trying to medically diagnose Reagan's, which to me were one of the problem. hardest parts to to watch. Yeah, yeah. It was a twelve year old girl in the hospital with these. And just terrified and, and having terrified all these procedures done to her. Oh, it was just, yeah. yeah, it was very disturbing. Uh, but the, the medical personnel in those scenes were the technical advisors on the movie. They were mm-hmm. actually doctors. Mm-hmm. 
And if you there's a the, the Wikipedia page on this on this movie is good. Yeah, it's a big long. I was gonna say it's probably really long. It's real long. Yeah. It's been this thing's been written about quite a bit. Mm-hmm. And a part of the, the 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 diagnostic procedure where they're doing an angiogram on her on her head, mm-hmm. uh, and they ventilate the carotid artery. Friedian has actually said that that was not a stunt, <laughs> and I don't, and I don't well, know. You know, and I don't know if he's that's bullshit or not. But I mean, he's he wants you to believe that they actually punctured this little Linda girl's Blair's <laughs> carotid artery for this. Damn you know, and, and, and if he's speaking hey. truth, if that's what really happened, I don't know what mother would let her child get subjected well, to a medical procedure unnecessarily. Well, it was just, and it was, and the only reason that, that anyone would agree to that. Yeah. Well, after all, there's doctors. They, they are doctors. Yeah. <laughs> God almighty. And, and I, there, there was a guy that commented on that said, this is the most over-the-top, idiotic <laughs> excess of this excessive movie, yeah. is that particular yeah. scene. That seems hard for me to watch. It's, it's real hard for me to watch. blood squirting down, yeah. and it's actually fucking blood. So, you you know, there, there are several things about this. And, the you know, a lot of the priests in the movie are mm-hmm. actually priests. priests, and they were the theological advisors mm-hmm. for this thing. And... Uh, you know the, the especially with the um, the medical scenes and all that stuff. There's a theme that goes with this movie and a lot of other horror movies that are along the lines of The Exorcist. Take is a slow um, degrade of the subject's psyche to get them to be possessed. Uh, and we're going to talk mm-hmm. about that later on with other movies. But it's a slow torture almost, where you have yeah. to slowly break this person down to get them to where whatever entity is wanting to get them you know although friedkin doesn't waste any time at the front of this movie mm-hmm. telling you something is terribly fucking wrong yeah 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 right i mean within th- five minutes mm-hmm. of the of the scene shifting from iraq back to georgetown mm-hmm. there are noises in the attic yeah yeah exactly exactly yeah and uh the the rats the unquote. rats that that uh, Chris thinks are in the attic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she sends the guy to get rat. Just get some rat and traps. What? What? what there's, there's rats in the attic. Just get some rat. What cracked traps. me up is when she's inspecting <laughs> the attic. Her candle turns into a goddamn flamethrower, and she doesn't yeah. think anything of it. Yeah. Just, just, just. <laughs> well, it just she can't bring herself Self, to yeah. come to grips with the idea that something is much more wrong mm-hmm. than she's ever experienced before in yeah, her life. Yeah. Especially because she's not necessarily a believer. In, no, uh, she's no, not religious. No, these people are not prone to believing in in mm-hmm. in uh, spiritual weirdness. And her, you know, her the language of her character shows that she's not religious at all because her main curse words are Jesus Christ and yeah. taking the Lord's name in vain consistently. God damn Jesus Christ! Right. So she's not a religious person, and no. it gets that right off the bat. Well. Uh, I think that, uh, well, and, and casting Ellen Burstyn in this role mm-hmm. was another, was a, apparently another uh, thing. She was at the time just essentially completely unknown. Mm-hmm. And some A-list people had wanted to be in this movie because of the novel. Mm-hmm. And Friedkin 
saw the potential for and i watching this thing again i can't imagine anyone any other actress in that role yeah now that's you know probably you know confirmation bias because that's the only person i've seen in the role but but she nailed her, it her performance was yeah absolutely flawless in and, this and, and and you know to to mirror that every single choice in casting is that the, i mean this is just a perfectly casted movie perfectly cast movie yeah Absolutely perfectly cast. And then the special effects of this damn thing. I mean, you... I miss the the, day of practical effects. Yeah. They... None of this shit is CG. No. It's all done in camera. Mm Mm-hmm. And uh, they don't draw anything in. There aren't any cartoon characters. Everything was done with with puppets and machinery and stuff. The the first time when... uh, well, the, the scene is the scene is there is a dinner party mm-hmm. at the house, mm-hmm. and Chris McNeil's an actress, and she's having everybody over. It is Saturday night. There's a big dinner party, a bunch of you know politicians and actors and everybody who's there. There's an astronaut in the in the room, and they're in the they're in the parlor, and one of the, the priest is playing the piano, and it's a you know everybody's having a good time. And uh, Reagan comes downstairs in her little nightgown and just stands in the door on the carpet. And everybody says, oh, here we have a, Reagan, you joined us. And everything gets quiet. She looks right at the astronaut in the face and says, you're going to die up there. Mm-hmm. And then she pisses on the floor. Yep. Which immediately makes which, you uncomfortable. Which everybody's uncomfortable. Yeah, including you. You know, a twelve-year-old girl yeah. pissing on the floor. Yeah. So uh, Chris gathers her up, takes her upstairs, and the next shot is she's giving giving Reagan a bath, mm-hmm. and she she said, "Honey, why did you say that to him?" And Reagan won't talk. Mm-hmm. So the next shot is Chris tucking Reagan into bed. And she pulls the covers up over her and everything and uh, turns out the light and walks down the hall. And then a bunch of noise and commotion starts up. And she runs back down the hall and opens the door. And the light is now changed. Mm-hmm. And she sees the bed shaking. Yep, yep. And that's... <laughs> Man... And, uh, that is, you know, and you, even here as a 65-year-old man, mm-hmm. <laughs> having having watched this multiple times, there's something about the way that thing was shot. That's a disturbing. Oh, yeah. That's a disturbing visual. And, and then later it's, on. Uh, and, and Reagan, or, or Chris comes over and, and gets on the bed. And the bed's shaking. Tries to hold yeah. it down, and it's, and it's doing this, and it's just. Oh, and then later, later on, um, when um, Reagan's popping up and down all the bed, real, real fast. There's it's a just, bunch of that that goes on. It's just disturbing, disturbing to, to watch. watch. Yep, it is it's disturbing to watch. And Linda, twelve-year-old kid, yeah, making these movements and shit. Yeah. And, and Linda then, Blair got hurt doing those stunts. She got hurt yeah. real bad. She had a back, bad back injury from those. Yeah, I think. And it, it, so did Ellen Burst. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But it's, I mean, you know, then and then the special effects just get 
weirder and more weirder and more insane. Them turning that room into an ice box so there's a constant breath showing. Yeah, I had to had the room chill down to mm-hmm. forty degrees yeah. or something like that so you could see everybody's breath because mm-hmm. you know demons just suck all the heat yeah. out apparently. And, yep. and and then the crucifix scene and the head turning around and mm-hmm. the pea soup and all of this, you know. It, it things that sound corny when we're sitting here discussing them are presented in such a way that you're just and here's the revulsion part of horror movies mm-hmm. yeah 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 this is where the revulsion comes in mm-hmm. projectile pea soup Hitting, look made to look like vomit it's just you know and the girl <laughs> stabbing herself with the crucifix and, and then, saying unmentionable things. And then sexually the, assaulting her mother right sexually afterwards. Sexually assaulting her. Yeah. Oh, it's, yeah. Uh, this, you know, nothing like this has ever been attempted. Yeah. yeah. Certainly not before and, and nothing since mm-hmm. has even been attempted. You know, especially, and it couldn't be done now. No, it couldn't be it done couldn't now. It couldn't be done. It, and it's insane in 73 it still was able to be done at any level at all. Well, right? that's why they, he didn't apparently discuss it until the final you know, until they tried to release mm-hmm. the thing, and then the and then the reviewers came in, or the or the raiders came mm-hmm. in from MPAA, and you guys keep showing this. <laughs> this can't this can't receive an R rating. Some kids might see. Yeah, yeah. It. And they wanted to rate it X, and there was a bunch of I don't know how they got it. I don't know if they yeah. agreed to remove some shit from. I, the, I, I'm for <laughs> for a fact they removed a lot of stuff. Well, one of the scenes they removed from the theatrical theatrical release that is on this DVD is the the shot of Reagan wa- walking on her hands and feet upside down in a spider mm-hmm. position vomiting blood yeah. down the stairs mm-hmm. it is and it's like a it's like a four second shot. It's and it, but it's like a hammer in the head. Yeah, yeah. It's incredibly shocking because you don't see it coming. No, not one bit. No, it's just wham. You know, yeah, and yeah. it's it, it's there. That he shows it to you, and then he takes it in. It's that editing, thing, mm-hmm. the freaking mm-hmm. editing. Yep, yep. That's just so that's just so wonderfully effective. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, yeah, it's a it's just a hell of a movie. Uh, you know. Those of you that have not seen this movie, or uh, Nick says he hadn't seen it in twenty years, and I brought him the the DVD. It'd be interesting to see his reaction to if watching Nick it. Nick gets asleep tonight. <laughs> how, how old is Stella? She's, She's 10? ten, I think, ten or eleven. You're gonna. She'll watch it. If this I, is this if is going to be interesting for you. <laughs> As a parent of a you're gonna watch that, girl. and then you're gonna see her walking down the hall at night. Some, and it's gonna freak you the fuck out. She'll have a problem if she does this. <laughs> <laughs> She's been trained. <laughs> but I mean, I'm telling you, this is a. Uh, it, it gets in your head. I remember, you know, I watched it right before bed, and uh, I would roll over and look down my hall, and there's some ambient light, mm-hmm. and in my brain, I would just think, man, what if Reagan was standing there, or what if. <laughs> What if that what if that demon was standing there? You know, and it just kind of drills into your head a little bit. 
Um, so yeah, but there, there's no, there's no, they, they never, there's no pi- picture of a demon. They never show a demon. They, they do. They, oh, do. they do. Yeah, yeah. Oh, they do. I don't yes, that. they yeah. do. Yeah, they they flat they yes, flash the they demon's do. face a few times. So the demon during the possession during the exorcism yeah. part. Yeah, so so oh, the demon during the exorcism yeah. part during the introduction to the to the need for the exorcism. It's part. This is oh, okay. the subliminal right. parts. Yep. You yeah. just don't remember it, but it's there. Right. Okay. Yeah, he's there. There's the, no the, doubt the, about it. He's there, but he's there all the time. Yeah. He's there from the. Five minutes into the shot of the rental in Georgetown, you mm-hmm. hear the noise in the attic. That's obviously not rats. Yeah. Yep. You 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 see, well, and and they introduce the the presence of the demon in the desert in mm-hmm. Iraq. Yeah. yeah, there's that one famous shot of uh, the statue, the, the statue, yeah. and Father Merrick looking up at it, looking at each other. Yeah. And Merrick knows it's, that it's backlit. It's a yeah. very dramatic shot, yeah. and he's standing on one promontory over here, and then the statues across a canyon, and they're looking at each other in the light in the back, and everything. Just classic, classic and shot. When and when Marin actually comes into the house, I mean, he's got a good idea that he's going to be fighting a certain demon, but when he walks in, the first thing that happens is Reagan yells out, "Marin." So he knows right then he's going to be fighting Pazuzu. He knows. Yeah. Um, so yeah, but yeah, they showed they showed the face a few times, and um, that face is actually the rejected makeup for what they were going to do with um, Reagan. Um, oh, is that what they're? Yeah, well, yeah, they were going to orig- completely different. Yeah, it's, they were originally going to put the actual. It demon's has a face Nosferatu look. Yeah, too. exactly. Yeah. And what they did with with her was far far more effective it was, than that. It was. But they salvaged the the work with. And just use that in the little cut-in mm-hmm. yes. shot yeah. just to show you that, yeah. This is a demon. The demon is here. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and, and the way they used the makeup in this thing was just, was, it was a, the, the makeup was a cast member, mm-hmm. essentially. The makeup was a cast member. It was, it was such a wonderful job of detailing the descent of this little girl into this hellish mess that she's in. And... Uh, it just gets worse and worse and weirder and weirder and all of the uh, oh just God, all the special effects just, are amazing uh, seeing special effects in this thing. help me show up in her stomach and yeah. just the you can tell that yeah, that little girl was suffering at the time it was, oh it it's was rough a, it was i don't know how they did most of that yeah but it was you know the the holy water mm-hmm. making a stripe in blood mm-hmm. on, on yep the, i don't know how they did any of that stuff because none of this is cg yeah yeah, it's all practical. You know, it was all in camera shit, and it was, it was just a. These guys are pros, man. Yeah. You know, and this is this thing is coming up on its fiftieth anniversary. Now think about that. Think about the achievement here. Mm-hmm. And movies still are stealing things from that movie. It, well, they have no choice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he did it first. Yeah, exactly. Right. He did it first, and he did it effectively. Um. Not in a way any other movie has been able to reproduce. Yeah, ever been able you know. to reproduce. There have been possession movies like uh, was it the Possession of Emily Rose that have tried to do the same thing, and that nobody can just nobody can get to that level. Oh, nothing can. It, it, it's everything is just a sad copy of The Exorcist. Mm-hmm. So that's our number one pick in this genre for horror. And if it's if it's something that for some bizarre reason you've never seen. Uh, Get it, 
you're going to want to own this, buy the DVD or the Blu-ray, and sit down and devote two hours and 12 minutes of this thing, and you, you're going to be pleasantly surprised at how shitty you feel <laughs> when you get through watching this. There won't yeah. be a catharsis at the end of it. You're uh, just no. going to feel like shit. <laughs> but it's worth it. It's definitely worth it. So, uh, continuing uh, in the same in the same pattern as the uh, as the Exorcist is a, a 1976 film called The Omen. Mm-hmm. This is also based on Christian mythology, and it was it's about the arrival of the Antichrist. Uh, this is an excellent film. It's Gregory Peck and Lee uh, Remick starred in the thing. Mm-hmm. Nobody will remember the kid, but but the kid really Greg, doesn't do much other than just stare at people just, just and freak at out. People and looks cute. Yeah. You know. Yeah, he freaks out every now and then. Yeah, and acts like a little kid. And this mm-hmm. is like a four-year-old kid. That yeah, they, he's very four, young. Five-year-old. Yeah, kid he's very young. Acted, that they cast in this thing, and his primary job was just to sit there and not not. Fuck the shot up. Mm -hmm. So he was, he was. uh, I mean, in in this role, he was he was rather effective. And rest of the cast was uh, was they did a pretty good job of casting this thing too. David Warner, if you remember David Warner, I've always liked David Warner and everything he's seen. Yeah, he was the photographer in this thing, and the photographer discovers an interesting phenomenon when he's taking a picture. The photographs that he's taking are predictive mm-hmm. of what is going to take place next, and you know, it's uh, <laughs> it's he develops these pictures and he sees things in the pictures, and it all happens. Yeah, you know? yeah. And uh, it's uh, he, he basically does what Father Brennan um, couldn't do, and that's convince uh, Robert. Thorn, hey, something is up because mm-hmm. Father Brennan was out of his mind at this point, so yeah. he wasn't convincing anybody. Um, and then Keith Jennings, David Warner's character, um, was a lot more. Um, he approached it a lot more calmly and, and walked um, Thorne well, through everything. He wasn't coming at it from a religious perspective. Yeah, yeah. He said something. Something's wrong. weird. Something's, something's weird. wrong here. And yeah. Here's how you know. Yeah, yeah. And. Uh, <clears throat> So they they did a they did a pretty good job with that. The rest of the cast was, oh, I don't know. I wouldn't say unremarkable, but they were they were. Uh, um, Billy you know, Whitelaw played. Uh, Billy played Whitelaw the, uh, was the maid. Was the she did Ms. Blaylock an excellent job. Miss Blaylock was it? Mrs. Mm-hmm. Blaylock, the replacement nanny. Mm-hmm. Yep. And. You know, the, you, you the hated first her. girl, <laughs> you, you hated, hated her. her the minute she yeah, showed up. exactly. But the first girl that that hung herself. Which was, the which top of the, I would not consider this a, a scary movie. Um, definitely a horror movie. They didn't, it doesn't really scare you, but that, that right there was a disturbing scene. It um, was. Yeah, it was a disturbing scene. It was a disturbing scene. It was a, it was a technical error. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And the technical error is that that long a drop would have decapitates, decapitates a corpse. Popped her head right off. So, I mean, but I can be entertained, yeah. right? And instead, she swings through the window. It's mm-hmm. just, it was this very dramatic, fucked up scene. Yep. And 
and then the new nanny shows up mm-hmm. and just hateable character as soon as oh, you meet her the minute just made your skin crawl yeah 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 but uh and, the, and every time you know, I watch that movie, I'm like, why are the Thorns putting up with this person? Yeah. Like, she's doing – she's telling them what to do. Like, nobody but, would right. deal with that shit. And I, I don't know. <laughs> I think the past year has taught us all something about what people will put up with. Yeah, that's true. That's true. You know. Yeah. And this is the movie. Mm-hmm. This is the first movie that taught us that Rottweilers are evil. <laughs> right? Rottweilers are, are – the hounds of hell. Especially a pack of them. A pack of them <laughs> after this. But what a nice-looking bunch of dogs. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. These are not big old stupid-looking outsized Rottweilers. These are nice, well-conformed, mm-hmm. European, German-looking Rottweilers yeah. with mm-hmm. nice skulls. And they're mm-hmm. beautiful dogs. Yeah. Beautiful dogs. Of course, they had access to money. Mm-hmm. So they could use beautiful dogs. Yeah. And in addition to Rottweilers, we revisit the topic of archaeologists. Mm -hmm. Bugenhagen, Mm -hmm. the character played by Leo McKern. Uh, Thorne goes to see him. And, uh, you know, this is, I'd have to say this is derivative. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'd have to say this is derivative from, from The Exorcist. But, I mean... How can you blame the goddamn people, you know? Three years later, this is a 76 movie after The Exorcist in 73, the thing works. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And The Omen is a good film. It, it's it, not a, yeah. you know, it's not just cheese ball shit. I mean, Gregory Peck's in it. Mm-hmm. Gregory Peck does not make cheese ball films. Yeah. You know, and this is a, if you haven't seen The Omen, this is, this is a good, solid Christian mythology-based horror movie, and you ought to give it a give it a watch. Yeah, you're you're not going to go into this expecting to get scared shitless like in The Exorcist, but it's a very fantastically made movie. Yeah, it's a very very high quality film, yeah. and that's why we're mentioning it. Second, so mm-hmm. what's next? Um, let's talk about. Oh, I know. Let's talk about the witch, the witch. because the witch is a a recent film. Yeah, I believe witch is 2017. Uh, 2015. 2015, that long ago. Yeah. And it also is uh, a film that is uh, uh, based essentially on Christian mythology. You have a a Puritan family Mm -hmm. who... uh, Which that lifestyle just looks absolutely miserable. I can't... It's really weird. Yeah. Well, they find their salvation in suffering. Yeah. The way these people think is so anti human. Mm -hmm. Yes. That it's, uh, that was as obnoxious to me Mm -hmm. as anything else in the film. And 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 it's a weird approach because they're, you know, they're talking about um, going to heaven. And no matter how much of a holy life they live, they still don't know if they're getting into heaven. No, they've got a no. – uh, this is a different interpretation of Christianity than mm-hmm. most modern Christians could understand. The, they, when they say fear God, yeah. they are afraid of God. Mm-hmm. Yes. They're not, they're not looking for the mercy of God. They're, they're, old, they're Old Testament hellfire brimstone God they worshipers. Are, they are afraid of God, mm-hmm. and if they receive God's mercy, it's 
it is they're just lucky mm-hmm. yeah because basically. everybody is default by default going to hell exactly yes and it's a it's it's a it's a depressing scenario beautifully shot movie though the the movie itself is a Kubrick mm-hmm. level masterpiece of lighting and cinematography yeah. and stuff and it's it's uh you know all ambient light mm-hmm. all the night shots are all ambient light mm-hmm. it's 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 a good looking movie yeah yeah but and it is creepy it it's creepy is creepy as hell but it's it's it, it's not it's just not i mean nothing's going to be to the level of of the no, no, yeah. and, I, and I don't think that this movie is particularly trying to scare the shit out of you. There are some very scary scenes in it. Yeah, um, there the are. scene, the first time you actually see the witch with the uh, with the little kids when they're boarded up into the barn. Yeah, that scene is fucking scary. Yeah, that is disturbing. Um, you see an old crone mm-hmm. sucking blood. Yep, from the udder of a milk goat. Yeah. Yeah, that's it's a disturbing. When scene. you'd seen, and this is this is a recurring theme in in lots and lots of Northern European stories, you have a you come across in the woods a young beautiful girl, mm-hmm. right, and you're a boy. So what do you do with a young beautiful girl? Oh yeah, you just well, go you, in that hut. You, you fuck, <laughs> and it turns out that she in fact is not a young beautiful girl yeah. at all. She's an old crone, a wizened old crone, yeah. who's a witch, yeah. who's got a familiar. Mm-hmm. And you have stumbled into a mess. Yeah. And this is this is a recurrent theme throughout Northern European literature, mm-hmm. and it's in lots and lots of Norse myths, and it's a you know, it's a. It, they work this thing into this plot very, very nicely. Yeah. Whenever uh, to, to backtrack uh, to more to the beginning of the film, you know, whenever the baby disappears. Um, it immediately cuts to the scene of the witch grinding the baby up into a paste to rub it's, on her body right. and then rub on her her stick to fly. Flying ointment. Yeah, flying ointment. And, uh, flying ointment. That's fucking disturbing. That's, it was, once you <laughs> see this a couple of times and you realize that's what she's doing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, an unbaptized baby. Baby, yep, yep. And, and uh, yeah, that's... Uh, you know the thing gets weirder and weirder from there. You've mm-hmm. got a, you've got the demon, mm-hmm. in the in the person of a black goat, yeah, yeah. black Philip, mm-hmm. and you've got uh, you've got uh, the obnoxious little fucking twins. Oh man, you hated them. You hated them. Hated the entire the movie. Bastards, the whole movie. Yeah. Yep. And uh, well, you know, in, in the just like The Exorcist, um, you know, we're not really going to talk about too much, but Hereditary in this movie, they all they carry the same theme of a family that's being slowly broken apart, mm-hmm. and then that's what pushes the narrative of this demon or possession or whatever supernatural thing is going on. If the family could only just hold itself together, then this bad shit probably wouldn't happen. But. And that, and that's probably part of the story. Yeah, yeah. If you can break down the family, mm-hmm. yes, then you can break down anything. Yes, because yes. the family is the unit of society. Yeah, and mm-hmm. if that glue comes apart, then everything else falls apart in its wake. Yeah, and you see this a lot in these types of movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, the witch, you know, as far as the past ten years, I'd have to say that's probably the best. One of this genre. Yeah. Um, I haven't seen anything 
I've told you my my love for Hereditary, but The Witch and the Hereditary have a lot of parallels. Um, yeah. But the both of those, I think, are yeah within the past 10, 15 years, they're probably my favorite movies uh, mm-hmm. in this in this genre. Right. Yeah. So what's next? We got a list here. Yeah. I don't leave um, anything out. Um, talk about Event Horizon. Twenty eight. Event days Horizon oh, is. I love uh, that movie so much. Event Horizon is a. This is a science fiction horror movie, mm-hmm. and it starts off in life as a science fiction movie, and then uh, develops into a cosmic you, horror type you thing. Realize at the end of the movie that the ship, the event horizon, the ship has not just been through a black hole. Mm-hmm. The event horizon has been through a black hole to hell. Yeah. And has come back from hell. And it's possessed. And has brought hell with yeah, it. Yeah. And this is a very well done movie. Lawrence Fishburne is in it. Sam Neill does a great job. Sam Neill, I think, is it. good in about everything. I haven't seen. seen him bad in anything. Yeah. He's he's a great actor and uh, uh, Australian guy. Um, which one was that? Was that a no? That wasn't Cooper. That was um, Smith. Sean Pertwee. Sean Pertwee is Pertwee. Scottish. He's Scottish. No, Sam Neill's Australian. Oh, so, oh, we're still talking about Sam yeah. Neill. Okay, I thought you were talking Sam about Sam Neill's Australian. Okay. Apparently, he's a Scotsman. Okay. He was in, oh, I've seen him in several things. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, You know, I get the impression he never gets paid a lot for his work. <laughs> but he's pretty good in these things. Yeah. And, uh, oh, who else was in that? The, uh, oh, my one of my favorites of all time, Kathleen Quinlan. Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh, God, I've had a crush on Kathleen Quinlan for 40 <laughs> years. She's so beautiful. She's just so fucking gorgeous. Yeah, she had a rough death in that one. Oh, it was bad. But there's <laughs> something about that girl that yeah. just I've always been fascinated with her. Mm-hmm. And let's see, anybody else in there that's worth uh, worth talking um, about? The girl who played uh, Lieutenant Stark, uh, yeah. Jolie Richardson. Jolie Richardson. I, she's been in a few things that I've, yeah. I've enjoyed. I've she's she's always good in stuff. In a few things. Mm-hmm. Tall, blonde girl. Yeah, yep. And, uh, and Event Horizon is... Uh, yeah, don't don't go to Event Horizon thinking that you're just watching science fiction. This yeah. is this I mean, we get into anytime you get into the hill topic, mm-hmm. I think you're in horror. The the, the the moment the moment whenever they finally um de scramble that video and you see the big blood orgy happening mm-hmm. and they all watch it together and uh Lawrence Fishburne's character turns it off and says, We're leaving <laughs> <laughs> He's just ready to get the fuck out of there. <laughs> yeah. We're leaving. Oh, we're gonna blow this yes. ship up, and we're we're gone. We're not even gonna look right. back. And basically, everybody's dead. Yeah, yeah. Everybody gets killed at the end of this mm-hmm. thing, and it's just a uh, two of them survive. Two, two have survived. One of them's real fucked up in the yeah, head. Just, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, Event Horizon, put that on your list if you hadn't seen that mm-hmm. yet. Uh, who's next? Uh, and talk about Dracula. Dracula and Bram Stoker's. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Now, when you talk about Classic horror topics, classic horror movies. Three things come to mind. Frankenstein, Dracula, and the Wolfman. Yes. These things have been staples of the horror genre for a hundred years. 
one of the first movies ever made mm-hmm. was Nosferatu. Yeah, yeah. About Dracula, and it, the 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 topic never gets old. Mm. All right. And a bunch of high-end Dracula movies have been made. I mean, I can't tell you how many of them I've seen. But as far as as far as a quality film is concerned, the Dracula movie is is typified and in its highest form is presented by Bram Stoker's Dracula, mm-hmm. which is a Coppola film, and it stars the best character actor in the history of the art form, Gary Oldman. Yeah, yeah. Who's better than Gary Oldman? There is none. There isn't. Yeah. No one can, no one has ever even approached him. I agree. Uh, Christian Bale gets close every once in a while. But even Christian Bale will tell you that. Gary Oldman is the best actor. Gary Oldman is the best actor. Yeah. That's, uh, that's everyone. What was that little meme you sent me? The Imagine day? you're walking around the grocery store, <laughs> going to work, uh, cooking dinner, and then all of a sudden you hear cut, and you s- realize you're Gary Oldman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <okay>. so, <laughs> yeah, it's a, he's amazing at this thing. He's yeah. in at least twelve different makeups. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. In this in this movie. <clears throat> And, and in a way, he plays multiple versions of Dracula. Yes. So, oh, yes. so he's playing multiple characters. Multiple characters you know, all through the deal. It's it's. I've watched this movie, oh, fifteen times. Me too. Yeah, this is one it's of my just, favorite movies. I see it all the time. This is I, one of my favorite movies. I can't. You know, and this is another movie that was famous for the fact that all of the special effects were in camera. Everything was, was practical. No CG in the yeah. thing. Everything was done in camera. All the stuff they talk. And if you listen to the, listen to the uh, commentary, commentary re- yeah. the uh, track that goes along with the film, it'll mm-hmm. explain how they did all this stuff. Fascinating yeah. how they did it. Yeah. Uh, and in that, the practical stuff always looks better. And maybe that's just because I've grown up with the practical oh, it stuff. Just, it just it's, looks, it looks real. It looks it's real. good. Yeah. You know, if it's done correctly, it looks it looks real. Yeah. And especially if you're not sitting there trying to pick it apart. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, you know it doesn't look outlandish. Like when they go back into Star Star Wars mm-hmm. and put some big ugly fucking goddamn yeah. monster that's in there walking through the shot that what's supposed to be there to begin with, it's just stupid. Yeah, you you can't you can't find those. Um, <laughs> the fuck is wrong with you, fucking idiot? It's impossible to find the original uh, cuts of Star Wars is because it? Disney has fucked with them so much. Disney and Lucas. Well, Lucas is a fool. <laughs> And you'll notice that not one of his movies is on our discussion list. Yeah. <laughs> and, in fact, wasn't in the science fiction one no. either. So, uh, Bram Stoker's Dracula is very true to the, the novel. Um, the only the and, only part that they really added that wasn't in the novel is the love story. And that's what makes this movie so different yeah. from every <clears throat> other Dracula movie that's ever been made. Mm-hmm. The, the the vampire story is there, the whole thing, but but this is a love story. Yeah. It's a it's a centuries long love story. Mm-hmm. And if you haven't done this, I would advise you to watch the movie and then watch through the credits. 
there is a song mm -hmm. at the end of this movie mm -hmm. by Annie Lennox. It's called Love Song of the Vampire. And it's breathtaking. Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a, it's a great piece of music. And, mm -hmm. and if you haven't, uh, everybody gets up and leaves the theater. Mm -hmm. I saw this in the theater, and I sat there because I always watch all of the credits. Yeah, because I'm weird. Yeah, and I saw this. I heard this haunting, beautiful. Her her her, her vocal. Oh God, they they were amazing in this. Yeah, yeah. So, do yourself a favor and enjoy the whole movie. There's, you'll miss things if you don't. Yeah, right. And Bram Stoker's Dracula is the is the is my choice for the for the vampire mm -hmm. version of this thing. We talked about putting Frankenstein in here, but I don't. I'm not impressed with any of them, really. It was you know, that, I'm, I really, that big budget one. Uh, who did who did star? Was it uh, Kenneth Branagh yeah. and Robert De Niro? Yeah, it, it was I, good. It was but all right. It's not great. It's not in this group. No, no it's, it's not, not in this group. And then, most recently, the 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 last of the classic horror topics is the Wolfman. Yeah. 2010. 2010. 2010 is, that when, is when it came out. That thing, I've and that's one of my favorite movies. I watch it all the time. It yeah. is, it is fabulous. A it's, remake of the 1942 one. Yeah, to an extent. And uh, Benicio del Toro is in it. He's with good. Anthony Hopkins He's and good. Emily Blunt are the three She's primary good. All stars. All of them are such good actresses, <laughs> actors. And uh, Hugo Weaving. Yeah. Great job in this mm -hmm. movie. Yep. And the sets and the costumes and everything about this. The, the special effects. This, this lovely feel to mm -hmm. the movie. Yep. And, you know, one of the most impressive things of this of this movie is, is the monster. Mm -hmm. If you don't understand our recurrent starting strength theme of force production, <laughs> <laughs> the monster... The Wolfman. Demonstrates when the, when it perfectly. the monster <laughs> runs wild, the beast runs wild. He demonstrates that if you hit a man hard enough in the head, you can decapitate. <laughs> and it's just that, that's what I love about it. He'll take one swipe at somebody, and there goes their arm. He'll take another swipe, there goes their head. Oh, it's amazing! He's just ripping limbs off and, of people. And if you look at the unrated version. Mm -hmm. There are a couple of scenes in that thing where there are their guts oh, yeah, all yeah. over the ground that they, for some reason, left out of the theatrical version. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, he takes that one swipe oh, of the guy, just, and he's running, trying to hold his guts in as he's running yeah. around the forest. <laughs> like, oh yeah, jeez, yeah, it was. Uh, it's it's you know they they catch the wolf man in the in the pit trap. Mm -hmm. <laughs> doesn't and work he kills out. Everybody doesn't anyway. work out. Doesn't work out for him. <laughs> oh, it's just it's just absolutely fucking amazing. Yeah. And uh, uh, you know the wonderful in well, this is these are all CG effects on on the Wolfman, him mm -hmm. turning from from. Uh, but they're well done. The guy into the monster yeah. over a period of time. The the one in the asylum. Yeah. Where this idiot? Oh, you talk about a piece of casting. Yeah. The doctor. Well, I don't know who that guy was. I was about was, to bring that up. You talk about a Nazi scientist-looking yeah, guy. That's him. 
Yeah, I was yeah, about to bring that up. Uh, the, 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 from the time he goes to the asylum and he's just being tortured with all of these cures over and over again, and it's making your, your hate build up for all these, these doctors. You're like, bad shit's going to happen to these doctors. And then they got him in the room with all the doctors, and they're all talking shit, and they're all laughing at him, and then he turns into the wolf. and Right in front of him. Right in front and of I'm going to show you that you're just a delusional. Mm-hmm. This, you're not a monster. You're just delusional. And then he turns into the monster and kills everybody. <laughs> kills everybody. Amazing. Yeah. It's just uh, that's an amazing scene. And and then he's running around in old downtown London on mm-hmm. tops of buildings and shit. And it's just God, the thing is, it's a great film. Yeah, yeah, it really is. And there's a pretty good twist ending. Um, you know, with with uh, Anthony Hopkins being the actual reason why all those people were dying, why yeah. his brother died, why his mother died. Yeah. It's a, yep. It's a that's a hell of a, that's a hell of a movie. It's just Emily Blunt did a great job. It's yeah, the little fainting. Oh, she's gorgeous. Love interest. She's gorgeous, and she's really pretty in this movie. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, she did a good job. Yeah, she, she well, a, she's a great she actress an um, in in a Quiet Place and a Quiet Place Two. She does a fucking phenomenal job in those movies. Mm-hmm. Um, those are the last movies I can remember watching her in. But uh, no, she's she's great. She's a great actress. And everybody in that thing did a great job. The thing was edited and shot. It's just a quality film. Yeah. yeah. Nothing wrong with it. Not a single thing wrong with Completely it. Agree. One of these one of these perfect movies like mm-hmm. Casino Royale mm-hmm. that there's there's not anything you can point to that's wrong with the film. You know, Universal Studios was trying real hard to bring back the monster movies and actually make a universe because that's what everybody wants to do now. Since Marvel did it, yeah. everybody wants to make and they just they cannot they cannot nail it down. Um, I think the Wolfman would have been a great start to it, but they just dropped the ball and everything else. They well, tried doing the Mummy and it didn't work. Yeah, the Mummy turned into a horrible cartoon. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, you could probably do something with the uh, Phantom of the Opera. Mm-hmm. You could do something with the Creature from the Black Lagoon. Mm-hmm. There are some of these classic horror films that could be, if you could do them at the level of of the Wolfman. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but that's a but problem. They, they, been, they, they haven't do been done. Yeah, they can't do it. And uh, I, you, you think they could? Mm-hmm. If it could be done once, it could be done again. It's just obvious that the you, wrong people are trying. Yeah, yeah, right. They're, they're hiring the wrong people to do to do these movies. That's all. That's all it boils down to. So, The Wolfman. We highly recommend The Wolfman. Mm-hmm. And uh, what's next? We can talk about Twenty Eight Days Later. Twenty Eight Days Later. 28 Days Later is next. 28 Days Later is the emergence of the fast zombie genre. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. 28 Days Later. When was that, 03? Uh, 2002. 02. Yep. It's been longer ago than you think it's been. And uh, I don't think I've watched it since it hit the theaters, um, but re-watching I just, it. I just it's, watched it the other night. Yeah, me it's, too. It's... And, uh, it's good. It's good. It's real and, good. And it starts off in a in a in an interesting way. Leftists, <laughs> animal rights people, break into a a lab in London mm-hmm. because they're going to free the animals. And the scientist in the lab tries to warn them. Tries to <laughs> warn them. He begs them, "Don't do this." These animals are infected with a virus. And this is the world's fastest virus. Mm-hmm. 
This is a 22nd virus. Yep, yep. So the animals get out. They break the animals out. And the animals, of course, attack the leftists, which is good, and <laughs> murder all the leftists. But in the process of doing that, they release the rage virus, mm-hmm. as it is called, into the population. And it, in the space of four weeks, destroys the population of Britannia, yeah, yeah. the home island of the U.K. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, and they the, get the effects of uh, yeah. and the effects of of the uh, of the virus are are that the, they do a great job of showing how fast this affects. Yeah, yeah, right. Uh, <clears throat> I mean, it, you it, catch the virus, and thirty seconds later, you're an incoherent, bloodthirsty. It, it affects the animal. population so fast that there are still grocery stores with food in it. People don't even have enough time to get supplies to try and survive. Yeah, that's how fast it sweeps you catch everything. It, then you're infected. Yeah, and if you're infected, you can infect anybody else with a bite. Mm-hmm. Any of your blood gets into anybody. They're infected. They're immediately infected, and mm-hmm. it takes a while for the infected to starve to death. Yeah, yeah. Eventually, it'll burn itself out. Mm-hmm. As we've learned with virology. Recently, uh, the the milder the virus, the more likely the virus is to spread widely. Mm-hmm. All right, the more horrible the virus, like Ebola, the easier it is to see that a person is infected, and the more isolated the virus can be. This ingenious plot device of the 20 to 30 second infection framework mm-hmm. destroys all of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have no chance. Yeah. You get the blood in your mouth and somebody had better kill you. Yeah, yeah. Or you're going to try to kill them and you probably get it done. Well, and that, that's what happens in that scene where, um, what's her name, uh, Naomi Harris's character, Selena, I believe it's Mark, as soon as he catches it, she, her buddy, she, she's been hanging around with. She doesn't she hesitate. Just splits his skull. She doesn't hesitate. She cuts his arm off and she just hacks at him and hacks at him until he's not moving anymore. It doesn't give him a chance. Brendan Gleeson's character. Yeah. The father of the, of yeah. the girl. Yeah. I, I always like he him gets in movies. A, he gets a drop of blood in his eye. Mm hmm. And. Has enough that's time it. to, has has enough time enough to time say, I love you. I love you. And then he's I love mother. you. And yeah. then he's gone. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Then he's gone. And it's, uh, yeah, that's terrible. Gleason is a good actor. Oh, yeah, he's great at anything. I really, one of my favorite movies, and we'll get around to talking about these eventually, is Kingdom of Heaven. Mm-hmm. And he was in Kingdom was in, of Heaven. Yes. Sword movies. We're yeah, going to talk about yeah. sword movies. And he was he oh, did a great job in Kingdom a, of Heaven. Man, you just hate him in that movie. Oh, God. But he's so good in it. You know, it's a Ridley Scott picture, and we'll talk about that in a later mm-hmm. episode. But this thing, 28 Days Later, is the... I, I had the only zombie movies I had seen prior to this were the slow ones. Mm-hmm. The George Romero, Dawn mm-hmm. of the Dead, Night of the Living Dead, that kind of shit. Yeah. And slow slow zombies are boring. Mm-hmm. I mean, after this, slow yeah. zombies are boring. Well, well, and that's why whenever um, old Zack Schneider remade Dawn of the Dead, he moved them to fast zombies because he knew that too. Nobody yeah. wants to see Nobody slow lumbering zombies. Nobody wants to see slow zombies. zombies. These lumbering fools, you know, yeah. you kill them with a BB gun. Yeah. You know? Mm hmm. And uh, 
But it, yeah, this this invented, as far as I know, I don't. Was there a fast zombie no, I think movie? This, I think this twenty eight days later. I, think I don't this think. Was it. Yeah. So it's a seminal piece of work in terms of the zombie genre. But yeah. the rest of the zombie genre is not interesting. Yeah. So that's why we we picked this one. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, Cabin in the Woods. Cabin in the Woods, two thousand eleven. Now, Cabin in the Woods. I mean, you know, I was torn about whether to include Cabin in the Woods in our discussion of horror movies because it's Cabin so in the funny. Woods <laughs> is fun. It's so fun. It's a fun horror movie. Yeah. And yeah. if that sounds weird, I'm sorry, but you're going to have to watch it because it's the craziest mess you've ever seen. It's monsters and and mayhem and blood and guts and it takes pretty much and, every and, single genre of the horror genre puts it all in one film yeah. throws in a whole bunch of comedy because uh bradley whiteford's in it and anything it's, bradley whiteford's in is going to be fucking hilarious it's really it is a parody of yeah horror that's, that's exactly what it is yeah. i think that's i think that's the only way to describe cabin in the woods mm-hmm. it's a parody of horror movies and a damn I, good one but then at the end, there's a serious. I mean, there's a seriously fucked up. You're like, oh shit. Yeah, yeah. You know, when you realize what's actually going on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, Sigourney Reaver shows up at the Sigourney end, which Reaver. is fucking great. Yeah. I love her. Yeah. She's so good. I, I mean, I think that brings it back to horror movies. Yeah, you know, yeah. At the end, you're like, oh shit, this is all happening mm-hmm. for a reason. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's it's. Uh, but right up until then. I mean, you're laughing. It's mm-hmm. so you're it's, laughing well, all the way so through the it's movie because it's, it's these cheesy '80s, '90s horror at the beginning. T- t- teen horror. Then it goes insane. Yeah. yeah. And then at the end, it's like, but the goddamn guys with the short sleeve white <laughs> shirts and the and the dark slacks and yeah. the pocket protectors and shit yeah. that are in this thing are yeah. just they're, they're just funny. These <laughs> engineer goofballs, mm-hmm. you know, that are. <laughs> I mean, that is a. They all get killed, which yeah. is good. Yeah. But <laughs> the, well, what's, what's funny is um, Josh, you know, Josh Whedon, he wrote it. Yeah. And again, Josh Whedon, he has a good sense of humor. He really fucked up on Justice League. But, um, you know, for the most part, when he writes a movie, there's some good humor in it. Well, he did such a wonderful job with Firefly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wish he hadn't embarrassed <clears throat> himself politically the past mm-hmm. couple of years. But the, but that guy's good. Yeah, he is. I, he did. Winter Soldier was his movie. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that's in the top 10 of all time movies mm-hmm. as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. Yeah. And you know Chris Hemsworth be in another show too. Yeah, Chris yeah. Hemsworth is in this ends up becoming Thor. They filmed this movie before Thor before he was casted for Thor, but it came out after Thor came out. They they held this on Which the show. Which one is this? Um, Cabin in the Woods. Oh, ca- yeah, 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 yeah. Cabin in the Woods. Right. Yeah, they shelved yeah, it for years. I remember years. him, being, but I didn't know they delayed the yeah. release of yeah, the Yeah, they film. they sho- they they shelved it for about 2 or 3 years. So Josh, they didn't want to sully the character. I don't. I don't know what the reason was. I don't know what the reason was, but it was. It was delayed, and Josh Whedon actually told them, "You need to hire Chris Hemsworth for Thor." I did this movie with him that hasn't been released yet, and that's how Chris Hemsworth ended up getting the uh, Thor role. Yeah, yeah. So Thor came out first, and then Cabin in the Woods came out, but it was filmed way before Thor. I didn't know that. Yeah. Well, uh, it's this Cabin in the Woods is a hell of a movie. Yeah. It, it really is. It's just so fun. It, it really it's is. It's just a fun. It's a fun movie. If you those of you that like slasher movies because they're fun, mm-hmm. you're gonna like Cabin in yeah. the Woods. 
because it's fun. Yeah, when they're Even showing all the- it's mayhem and guts and blood <laughs> and craziness and the end of the world and all this other shit. It's fun. There's so there's so many hom- homages to all of those classic horror movies. You know, they have Hellraiser, um, Hellraiser callbacks, and yeah, you know, all they, these they different essentially callbacks. Quote from a bunch of yeah, classic exactly. horror yeah, films, yeah. and it's uh, it, it's really good. Yeah. So is that all we got on our? That's own? that's pretty much it. Yeah, we well some honorable mentions. Honorable mentions. I don't know if we planned on honorable mentions. I think you I, can. I think if you, if people are watching this and they they want to watch another really good horror movie, I think they need to they need to put Hereditary on the yeah, list. Yeah, Hereditary's just it's fucked you know, up. It's it's a fucked up movie. Mm-hmm. Oh, Baba Duke would have to be a yeah, honorary right. mention. So you know, there's just so many of them. That's there's, I don't know if this qualifies as horror, but Midsummer was excellent. I thought. Same, yeah, same guy as Hereditary. Same guy as Hereditary. Yeah, it was. Yeah, that was a. Very, I mean, it was a fucked up movie. I would consider that a horror movie. There were some real fucked up moments in that. Well, here's in they contrast bloody that to kid. that. So, in contrast, you know, if you look at top ten lists of horror movies, uh, compiled by, I, I don't know who compiles these damn things. People that haven't been to the movies in a while, <laughs> apparently. The Wicker Man keeps showing up. So it, that was the stupidest fucking So are we talking the seen. original Wicker Man or the They're both Nicholas Cage Wicker They're Man? <laughs> no, but I'm the, talking about the original, original Wicker Man. But Midsummer is like a better it was version. Stupid. Yeah, Mid- Midsummer is a better version of Wicker Man. Of Wicker Man. Yeah. And uh yeah. But, but some uh, actual, you know, some actual The Nick Cage Wicker Man is hilarious. It, I love Nick Cage. You know, there's all those I don't remember there's all those one. The one I think I saw was was the old the one. old one? Yeah, mm-hmm. probably the old one. It yeah, was, weird musical was, numbers in it. Weird. But it was just, it was just stupid. Like, what's this other movie you wanted me to watch the other day that I watched? Lighthouse. Lighthouse. That was, it was just pointless. It's definitely not a horror movie. It's not a horror. Well, it's movie. not a it's horror a, movie, but it's it's just it's a good a pointless movie. It's a good performance. It's a pointless too. fucking movie. It's I, not I, a good. I, I just didn't. It's even if it is a good performance, it's pointless. <laughs> I just love watching William Defoe act. That's I William think that's Defoe's what it is. Good. And pa- he's and there's Pat- no doubt about too, it. Pat- Patterson's very Real good man. in it. He's very good in it. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah, the, yeah. Those performances are fine. Yeah, I, I see your point about that. But but uh, it's probably I'll, one of those you, things you watch a few times too to get a little bit more out of it. But yeah, you guys yeah, remember it, you guys remember the others? Yes, Nicole yes, Kidman. Yes, yes. I, so no. so it's that was what, a, early two thousands. Yeah, it's a it, so it, it's a haunted house story. Yeah, but it turns out at the end that they are the ghosts, mm-hmm. and they don't realize it. Oh, I don't remember. That's well, pretty cool. You know, I am kind of that's drifting back. Yeah, you know, it's it's, it's a single mom and a bunch of kids. Yeah. F- father died in a war type thing, and uh, and they're just in this house and hearing noises and shit. All the typical haunted house stuff, and right. then at the end they figure out that it's that, that they're they're the, the ones that are dead. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, pretty yeah, cool. Interesting. Pretty cool. And, and might need to give that a watch. And in the Japanese movies, The Ring. Remember that? The, yeah, uh, yeah. They did. They did. The, the, the American Ring. version wasn't wasn't bad. And what about the Korean movie? I saw The Devil for a slasher movie. That is pretty goddamn severe. Yeah, it's a fucked up movie. That's, that's pretty <laughs> damn severe. And uh, you know, there's a, a whole bunch of people won't want to watch that. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. that severe. Yeah. But. Uh, there's a bunch yeah, of I think the Asians have got, they've got uh, something weird going on with their. It's all that their, repression, with man. Their, it's all it is. Must it's be it's what a, it is, because <laughs> God, when they make a horrible, nasty, yeah. scary ass movie, they yeah. they go all they in. They don't mind. Yeah, 
They go all in. Getting into your brain and shit. Yeah, yeah. Shit, man. There's a couple of really good uh, Spanish movies, too, that I remember from the uh, probably early 2000s. But uh, Devil's Backbone was Guillermo del Toro's Mm -hmm. movie. Yeah. Uh, In Spanish, you know, you get it Mm overdubbed. But that's real good. And then The Orphanage, too. Did you see The Orphanage? I never saw that one. Never seen it. Yes. Both Spanish movies are Mm -hmm. really good. Low, Uh, you know, low low budget kind of... uh, that no special effects. Del, Del Toro, he can do a monster movie really well. Yeah, he sure can. He really can. Didn't he do uh, Pan's Labyrinth? Pan's Labyrinth, yeah. Hell, the the first two Hellboys. Right. Yeah. So he knows how to do monster movies. And the uh, the the big robot movie. What was that called? Pacific Rim. Pacific Rim. God, yeah. that was a cool movie. Yeah. The first one. Yeah. The first one was fucking yeah. fun. That was I a good movie. I never saw that. I don't. Yeah. Uh, I think Pacific I have it. I'll Rim. let you borrow it. It's All fantastic. Right. All right. Yeah, he's uh, giant robots b- battling giant monsters. It's so cool. it's like the Transformers, but but cool. M- but well, I like Transformers. more like Godzilla. Yeah, I got yeah Godzilla, like big giant. Well, what about Godzilla? Is Godzilla hey, a Godzilla. horror movie? Oh, that's a monster movie. Uh, I don't think it's horror. Is that different? Yeah, uh, yeah, I think yeah. it's horror. I don't think it's Dracula or mm-hmm. Wolfman or anything like yeah. that. Godzilla. Uh, they've been a bunch of recent. Godzilla movies that are sequels of each other. They're just oh, that new one was cool. It was very dumb. well done. It was dumb, it was dumb but it was movie, cool as hell. But it's well done. The the, o- the only parts that They've are got cool. Godzilla down now. Yeah, the now. only parts that are cool are the scenes with Godzilla. Anytime, well, yeah, that's why, anytime. Why humans, would you want to watch a Godzilla movie and worry and about the about love? <laughs> in, <you laughs> yeah. Know? Anytime I mean, the humans are on, I just roll my eyes. I'm like, can I just see Godzilla and King Kong fight? That was a great thing about the last movie. There, there was very little human shit. Yeah, but the the human shit that was on there was just hard to watch. It's just badly it's written dialogue. Yeah. And just, it's terrible. Yeah. Cornball there, bullshit. There's a scene, though, at the end where where uh, King Kong kind of brushes up against the building yeah. and takes out 30 floors. Yeah. But, it's right. just, but he's just walking. Yeah, just yeah they don't floors. mind killing some people. Yeah, that's a funny these thing. Godzilla movies, man. They're I mean, cheering you on this guy mo- through downtown Los Angeles. <laughs> 900 million people are dead. That's just... Nobody cares. Godzilla. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. (laughs) What do you want Godzilla to do? Godzilla and King Kong are fighting and literally sink a boat full of Navy seamen, and then they're like, "Eh, oh, well, no big deal. It's fine. Don't worry about it. There's collateral damage. (laughs) Got to break some eggs to make them up. Right. So, yeah, I like those. But, you know, I think that's for our purposes today that we've pretty much touched on everything we needed to do. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, you guys touched on definitely the the, the top ones, you know, the yeah, the, yeah. the uh the ones that matter. Yeah. Everything else is kind of just a, Everything else a is fun. Of these things. The, the horror movie genre is very 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 large. It is. It is very large. Prolific gigantic creative effort going into this thing. Most of it is shit, but a lot of it is worth watching and is entertaining. Mhm. I don't think that any of it rises to the level of the things that we've discussed today. Certainly not The Exorcist. Everything pales in in comparison to that. I think we probably said that. That was the blueprint. The Exorcist was the blueprint. Yes. The new blueprint. And nobody can follow it. Nobody can follow it. So, uh, I don't know. I like talking about movies. We'll do this again. And... uh, if you like talking about movies, hey, send us your ideas. You know, we're, we're going to do some shows about movies. You know why we're going to do some shows about movies? 
because they're fun. They're fun. And they're fun to prepare for. Mm-hmm. And you like to listen to them. And we like to do them, so we're going to do some more. We're I vote for Westerns them. next time. Westerns, sword movies. Sword gun movies. movies. Spy gun. movies. Spy movies, gun movies. Gun movies. Gun movies. You know, gun movies is like John Wick, right? Mm-hmm. John Wick, Heat. 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 Sicario. Yeah. yeah. These kind of things. Yeah. Spy movies are Mission Impossible, James Bond. Yep. That sort of stuff. Have to, have to look into that a little bit more, mm-hmm. get our thoughts together on that. So, thanks for being with us. Thanks to Rusty for helping us out today on this, our in-house geek Along with the head geek. (laughs) I'll take it. Here on Starting Strength Radio. We'll see you next time.